I'd like to apologize to uh, John Riley, my college theater teacher. Um, I had hoped I had learned a little bit more about how to do accents in this voice from the stage class. But, you know, I do the best I can. Sleek. We sleek it, cowering timorous beastie. Oh, what panics in thy breasty. Thou needna start away so hasty with bickering brattle. I would be laith to rin and chase thee with murder in pattle. Alright. That is um the opening of uh, To a Mouse on Turning Up Her Nest with Plow, November 1785, uh, by Robert Burns. Um, Robert Burns is a, was a famous um, Scottish poet, and that is my take on the original uh, language in which the poem is written. So... Um, Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the poem and about plans and um, and try to, you know, get, get myself together. So this is going to be a little bit um, cathartic for me today, but um, What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon podcast. This is episode 18 entitled Best Laid Plans. Oh, I would say probably about a week or so ago, I um, did a a quick word about um, a poem by Robert Burns called uh, To a Mouse on Turning Her Up in Her Nest with the plow, November, 1785. Um, I just want to, I'm going to kind of recap that a little bit, uh, talk to you a little bit more about it. Um, this, uh, it's a, it's a really great poem. I remember teaching it, um, regularly when I was in North Carolina, I haven't, um, taught this poem for years. I never um, seemed to to get around to it, but I'm definitely going to make plans to uh, do it this year um, with my junior class at uh, Central Catholic High School. But it's a great poem because he um, there's a, a little it's a little story, um, but it's a big message about life. Um, so I'm not going to read the whole poem to you. I don't want to. I can't possibly do that whole thing in a um, Scottish accent. So I'm just going to kind of give you a little more uh, in-depth explanation about the poem. So um, it starts off and there's a farmer and he is, you know, uh, cleaning up his field, plowing his field. He's got his um, plow out there, you know, one with a, you know, handle on it that you, you know, just kind of do by hand. So got to remember, this is an older poem. 
um, and he overturns the nest of a mouse. And he proceeds to um, talk to the mouse a little bit himself. And he, he sees the mouse and he sees that the mouse is really upset. Um, it's, it's shivering, it's cowering from him because, you know, to him, he thinks that the mouse is um, believing that because he accidentally, the farmer accidentally overturned his nest, that he's going to chase after him um, with his plow staff and, and try to kill him. And so uh, the farmer just kind of explains to the mouse and, you know, the mouse is not really talking to him, but the farmer is talking to the mouse. So uh, the farmer begins explaining to the mouse and he apologizes and he says, you know, I'm so sorry that um, man's dominion has kind of broken into nature's broken nature's social union that we kind of have to find a, a place together here. And um, that it's made you feel as if I'm someone to attack you. And um, to me, this is a, at the beginning of the poem, this is kind of like how sometimes nature and like what goes on in the world uh, sometimes kind of overturns the nests that we have made, the, the plans that we have made. Um, so he starts looking at the mouse and he says, you know, I don't, I know what you were doing. I know that you were, you know, stealing some corn here or there just so that you could, um, make it through the winter. Um, it doesn't bother me. You know, you take what you need. It's not a problem. And he starts to look at the house that the mouse had, had built and it's, um, just totally destroyed the, the walls that the mouse had put up on his own to, you know, keep out the wind, um, are completely torn apart. Um, and there's nothing left there. Um, as the wind blows, um, the sticks and the straw and everything around the, um, the land, there's nothing left for the mouse there. And, uh, the December winds are coming and it's getting colder and colder. And so he knows that this is going to put, um, an undue amount of stress on the mouse. Um, he saw, you know, he says to the mouse, you know, I know that you were kind of seeing how the fields were, you know, there wasn't anything left there and winter's coming and then boom, all of a sudden, any plans that you made to survive the winter, um, have been destroyed and I didn't do it intentionally. And that's how sometimes life is. It doesn't necessarily, uh, come at us and intentionally mess everything up, but, but it does. And, um, so here he is, the mouse is out there and where's he supposed to go? What's he supposed to do? Um, it's much like all of us, you know, sometimes when, when something happens, it, it overturns any plans that we have made it over, you know, it, it prevents us from making plans in the future. And, you know, he looks at the, at the, at the mouse and he says, you know, you're not alone. It's, it happens to all of us. And one of the quote, you know, the big quote from this that I mentioned in a quick word is the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. You know, they, it sometimes happens no matter what you do, the plans that you make, they sometimes just don't work out the way that you wanted it, wanted them to. And then the second part of the quote is, um, once these plans have gone awry, they leave us only grief and pain 
for promised joy. You know, in life, we don't make plans to be in pain or plans to be unhappy. We make plans so that we can kind of have the life that we wanted to have that, that, you know, based on in the past that, you know, we look and see what other people have done in their lives. Um, you know, whether it be in relationships or in jobs or in, in schools, we, we look and we see what other people have done in their lives. And then we kind of say, I want that in my life. I want to be able to, you know, study that particular field. I want to have that kind of job. I want to have that kind of family. I want to be able to exercise like that. And we make all these plans so that we too can have that. And something happens and it just, you know, overturns any plans that we have. And we're just left with regret and grief and, you know, and all we wanted was a little bit of happiness here. But then what he says to the mouse at the very end, I think is also important. He, he really, he says to the mouse that a mouse is uh, truly blessed compared to, to humans. Uh, to me, the farmer, that a mouse is um, concerned with right now the present danger and it's making him flee. That's the only thing he has to worry about. But for us as humans, one of the the issues that we have is sometimes we have to um, look to the past and we have to say, wow, um, these are some things that have happened to me in the past. Not everything was happy and we don't, and, you know, we say to ourselves, we don't want to go back and relive, you know, moments that, uh, were not happy or that were not positive for us. But we also have the same have on the flip side of that is, you know, we want to be able to look forward. We want to be able to say, okay, I see a better horizon for me. The problem is that according to um, the farmer here and according to Burns is that, you know, when we, all we have is what we have in the past. And sometimes we, we hold on to the bad things uh, a little bit too, too much longer. And they tend to go on and on and on at those happier moments. We don't tend to remember um, quite as much. We don't hold on to those because sometimes um, for many of us, pain, hurts more than, or excuse me, pain lasts more than uh, the happiness that we feel. And so sometimes we, we look to the future and we say, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, the things that have happened to me in the past make me hesitant to move into uh, the future. And so, yeah, it's a, I think it's a really, uh, it's a great poem and it has a lot of relevancy, I think, uh, in our lives right now. Uh, I want to talk just personally kind of about me and things that have been going on in my life. And maybe it's very similar to you. Um, you know, just on the surface, um, you know, it's, it's right here in front of us. And I want to, I hate to keep, you know, going back to the coronavirus and everything, but it, it has, um, I'm going to go kind of go back in time for myself back to last March, um, in 2020, uh, when, uh, 
the governor of West Virginia said we were going to be, you know, closing schools for a couple of weeks and then it became a month and then it became two months and then it became the rest of the year and we were doing the online learning. And for me as a teacher, and particularly as a, a teacher of seniors, um, I always have uh, been one to kind of look at my experience with students in the classroom as uh, somewhat of a journey for me. Well, excuse me, not somewhat, but definitely as a journey for me, but also as a journey for them. Uh, you know, every year I'm always amazed at um, how, you know, I I'm excited about, you know, meeting new students, um, you know, teaching some students that I've known for a while, but never had in class and teaching them for the first time. And I'm looking forward to that year long experience where, you know, at the beginning of the year, everything's fresh. Everyone is kind of like putting on, um, putting out the best side of themselves and everyone's eager to go. And then as the year goes on, there a certain, uh, level of, uh, familiarity develops and, um, there's a certain family type atmosphere, um, in a classroom. If you're doing, uh, doing it right, you know, what, what I'm talking about as a teacher that, you know, you, you create, uh, certain relationships, uh, the students create, um, certain relationships. And if they've already had, uh, friends before, hopefully they, they develop even, um, richer experiences, uh, more rich experiences as, as the year goes on. And for me, uh, I'm always, I always look at going from the beginning of the year until the end. And for, for me in particular with uh, teaching predominantly seniors in high school, it is, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful journey from beginning until end. Um, it's not that everything is happy and everything's wonderful all the time. I, you know, I'm not going to say that, but it's much like life. You know, we have our ups and downs. We, it's great to see, you know, students that you had at the beginning of the year grow. It's great to see, watch them develop their voices, <clears throat> particularly as a, as an English teacher. I, I, I like to see that, uh, to see them develop confidence in their writing, their ability to read uh, different selections, to express themselves, uh, and kind of to make those connections in life. And when, and then as the year gets closer, you know, we do our senior presentations at the end of the year. And we have graduation and so like a big graduation week. Um, you know, we have prom, all, all these things are going on. And <clears throat> in March, it just, it stopped. And I was, you know, at the time I remember, um, you know, one of my students, uh, JB was taking pictures. He's like, Mr. Bucon, this is going to be, you know, our last picture, you know, we're not going to be back this year. I said, Oh, JB will be back. You know, it's only be for a couple of weeks. This will die down. And I really believe that. And, um, and so I just remember, you know, taking that, that last picture. And, um, I was someone that kind of like this mouse that like my world, my plans that I had made were, like blindsided with this, um, the coronavirus and what was going on with it, um, with the schools closing. And it was, it was difficult. Um, it was looking at, at life, not the way I had planned it. And so for me, I, I, you know, kept holding out that maybe just maybe we would be able to get back. Maybe we would be able to 
have prom. Maybe we'd be able to do um, commencement presentations. Maybe we'd be able to do graduation. And, you know, that there would be that um, closure that, you know, as a teacher, uh, I wanted to have. And I know that my students kind of feel the same way, not necessarily about me, but just about school in general. It's like a, you know, these are plans that you make, you know, at the beginning of the year, I don't think anybody, uh, any of the students really thought that we were going to, um, experience anything like this. I think they, you know, I think back about, you know, the year, you know, the, the, all the fall, um, activities, all the sports, you know, the homecoming game, the dance, uh, all the exciting things were just, you know, the first half of the year, the, the traditions that we made, the plans that, you know, people had, um, the experiences that they wanted to have, um, they were kind of laid out there in front of them. And, you know, once we came back after the beginning of the year and we started hearing words about this, about the news about the coronavirus and how it could possibly spread, I think people started being more and more skeptical. And um, I just remember going to that, you know, last central um, boys basketball game, the, you know, which they won the regional championship. And, you know, to me, it's a, it's kind of a, an important point in my life um, because it's, it was the last time that like, it was a big school function for me. And, you know, it was just like everyone was celebrating. It was a great game. And, um, you know, when you look back at these, were, this was the last moment that, you know, the school had an opportunity during the school year to kind of celebrate together. Um, and so, yeah, our, our plans were like totally, um, you know, overturned. Um, and, you know, parents wanted, wanted to make sure that we had a, a good graduation. We wanted to have a baccalaureate. We wanted to be able to do things. And the kids wanted this as well. And I know that um, our principal, uh, Becky Sanka, wanted to do as much as she could in the situation we have. But it's not difficult. Or, excuse me, it is difficult when um, the situation develops and you don't know what's going to happen from day to day. It makes you hesitant to want to make plans. And I remember we were just kind of hanging on edge, you know, we're going to have a graduation and we postponed it until, um, August, um, second, first or second. I think it was the second. Well, maybe it was the first, but it was like, it, it was difficult because it wasn't, you know, particularly for me, I was still that mouse looking around trying to find um, a way to kind of shelter myself to develop that security that I wanted to have as the school year ended. And it was really difficult for me. I, I remember going to graduation and um, in August and just sitting on the stage and, um, you know, we all had our masks on and the students came down and they had their masks on and, I was just, um, I, I was kind of torn because I, you know, I wanted to go out and, you know, talk to them, but I was also uh, definitely concerned about how many people were out there, um, particularly in the, in, in light of what's going on now. And, you know, I'm trying to be very careful about my own health because, um, I have my older mother and I have older relatives and, you know, I want to make sure that, um, everyone stays healthy. And so I don't, you know, I'm like that mouse again. I want to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to kind of move from day to day. Um, but I'm hesitant because of what things, the way that things happen in the past. And so, yeah, I looked out 
at the graduation. And I was like, um, it was difficult. It was really um, looking at that and saying, wow, the, the experience that um, and the feelings that should have been there just weren't there. And I felt really bad about that. I said, you know what? Um, I've lost something, um, you know, between March and August and nothing really kind of filled its place. And so, yeah, you just, um, you know, you got to roll with it and, and keep moving forward. And, um, I remember talking to several students, um, on social media and just saying, you know, congratulations, et cetera. I was concerned as a lot of them wanted to go out and play, um, you know, fall sports somewhere at some other school, went through college and, and they've already canceled those. And so the, I, I can't imagine being a young person and saying, Hey, this is what was going on. This was what my, these were my plans for my future. And now they're not there. Um, it's hard. I, you know, how do you adjust to that? And you have to make new plans. You have to keep moving forward. That's what we as humans have to do. We have to dig down and say, you know, what are we going to do? And so, you know, right now we're probably, you know, as of today, we're about um, a little over a month away from the actual start of school um, this fall. I don't know. You know, it's like I, you know, I talked to my principal. I talked to my fellow teachers. I'm like, I don't even know, you know, how much effort I want to plan right now because I don't know what's going to happen. It doesn't make me a bad thing. It just means I'm like, uh, I'm a human. I'm looking back and I'm saying, wow, um, I'm looking at the past. I said, I did all that planning last year. Do I really want to invest all that time and energy into it? Um, because to me, I'm looking forward. I'm like, how do I move forward? How do I do something like that? And, um, so I, I'm just kind of like, you know, I think for me personally, I'm looking at it as, as if, you know, just taking that one day at a time approach, you know, I don't, you know, it sounds terrible to say this, but, um, you know, I want to have long-term goals, you know, I want to have plans for the year. I want to be able to type out like what I'm going to do this month, what I'm going to do that month and this month. But I, I, in the back of my mind, I know that that may not be the reality. And I hope that it isn't. I hope that it, that we're able to go back and we're able to do what we need to do. And that, um, you know, and that everyone stays safe, everyone stays healthy and we can kind of get back into some semblance of normalcy here. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I don't know. And so, but I have to ask myself, do I have to make some kind of changes inside my head, inside my heart? You know, what am I going to do as a teacher uh, coming up this year? Um, how am I going to move forward? And I, I really want to put myself into the shoes of my students. Um, the ones that I'll be teaching this year, the overwhelming majority of them were juniors last year. And this is their senior year. Um, they started off last January, last, excuse me, last year as juniors, you know, saying this is this next year is going to be our year. Next year is going to be our year. Next year is going to be our year. And yet this is their year. This is what's on their plate right now. And how do they make the best of it? Um, there are probably a lot of different emotions, uh, in the classroom this year, you know, just safety measures aside, you know, we all want to be safe. We all want to be secure. 
because um, I think sometimes with the safety and the security, it allows us to move forward and um, and get back to learning and and uh, interacting and um, you know being what school is. Because you know online school is not it's not what I signed up for. It's not something that I want to do. But I definitely want to have that interaction with my students, and I want to make sure that I do everything I can to make it work. And, um, I know that the challenge is ahead of me. Um, but I think we have to kind of step back and say, what can I do? And it's, to me, it's, uh, right now, this moment is kind of a, a moment that I think many of us have experienced in our life that, you know, where we've been blindsided, uh, we've had something that has wrecked our plans um, something that has shaken our daily routine, our weekly routine, um, to the core. And I think that's why so many people are anxious. So many people are angry and frustrated because we've lost something. And so we're in the process of, um, hopefully regaining some of that, some of that control, some of that, um, ability to create plans and, and follow them through and, um, you know, to keep moving on with life. And it's not the first time this has happened, um, in the world. Um, and I think we can do it. Human beings are resilient. I know that I'm resilient. I can, you know, make changes very quickly. Um, um, I keep moving on, you know, um, last year it was difficult. Um, it's going, but last year is last year and we got to keep pushing forward as the kids say, you know, got to keep grinding, keep doing what you do. Um, but just in a different challenge, um, and there are going to be a lot of challenges ahead. And so, um, when I go back to the mouse, uh, you know, I don't want to be that cowering mouse. I don't want to be someone who is constantly, um, and I definitely don't want to be that person who's constantly looking back and worrying about what happened in the past. And I don't want to be that person who's constantly worried about what's going to be happening in the future because that keeps me, um, stagnant. We don't move forward. And so, I have to find that middle ground. I think everyone does, and it's not going to be easy for many people. And I think the best we we can do is to listen to each other, um, to support one another, to think about how maybe um, we can move forward together. And I know we can do it. We're going to be fine. So hopefully as we continue this year, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to my students coming in. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking about how are we going to do this with people sitting six feet apart and wearing masks. And, but you know, we're all, you know, we're all, I hate to say this, we're all in this together, but we are, and we're going to be fine. Um, one way or the other, and regardless of whether we stay in school every single day of the week or, you know, we have to go to virtual learning for a period of time. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that um, slowly but surely my attitude is readjusting to kind of getting back into it because I, I definitely need to do that. And I know that the young people today definitely need to do that because um, 
we just got to keep moving forward. We can't uh, stand in place. And so hopefully we'll be able to do that. Thank you very much for listening. Um, again, if you want to um, check out my webpage, it's at www.ajbucon.com. Um, haven't been doing a lot of blog writing lately. Uh, I've kind of been in some other, involved with some other creative uh, things in my life that I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about later this fall. Um, have some exciting announcements, uh, an exciting announcement I want to make. Um, but um, I want to thank people who have been listening you know, regularly. Um, again, if you can like and, and subscribe, it will be great. Uh, like and share, uh, subscribe. Uh, so that way, um, kind of create our, 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 a nice communication going on here. If you ever want to contact me, uh, you can contact me at podcast.whatsupbuddy.gmail.com. Uh, um, if you have any questions or any ideas that you want to have for the show. Thank you very much. Remember, it's rough out there for everyone. Um, so remember to be kind, be patient, uh, love one another. Thanks a lot.